This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome to another edition of the MFG Cast, Maximum Fun with Gaming. This episode is sponsored by Circle Stickers. Don't use them. When you put those on your games and it's really oh. hard to get them off and you almost ruin a box because you have those little dumb stickers on them, don't use them. I was wondering where you're going with Find that. Find a different way. Don't don't think that, oh, this is going to be the easiest way because I don't want to ruin my box. There are better ways, people. Don't use those stickers. They're dumb. Okay. Hi there. Dumb. I had no idea what you were talking about at first, and then I realized your reference. Mm-hmm. I'm all about And references. now we all know. That's right. I hate them. Okay. I think they're stupid also. <laughs> In this episode, we're going to talk about board game exposure, whether there's too much of it or too little and how it affects your board game buying. But before that, we haven't talked about any now playing recently, so let's talk about that. Okay. Sounds good. I'll start just because... There was something I really wanted to talk about because uh, this is a game that Mike actually got for Christmas that I had kind of totally forgotten about. And then he was like, uh, the other day, Mike's like, yeah, you want to play one of your games? And I was like, but, you know, maybe next week we should play one of my games. And I'm like, you have new games? And he's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, and so he gave me a list of stuff and Horrified was one of them. I'm like, okay, we haven't played this game yet. I've been really excited to play this game. So... If you haven't played Horrified, Horrified is basically you are fighting movie monsters. And each movie monster has certain aspects for you to beat them. And me and Mike played the introductory uh, scenario where we played against two characters. We played against Dracula and Creature from Black and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. And man, this game is awesome. It's got its own town and its own little spots there. And you're using items to defeat these movie monsters. And like Dracula was like, you have to beat like, you have to destroy six of his coffins. And then you have to find find him after that and beat him. So do you use cards to do this? Yes, you have, you have cards, but also you have item tokens that are on the board. Okay. So every time you have your own phase, so... Your, when you're hero phase, you can move, you can pick up items, and doesn't matter how many items are there, it could be up 50 million items, you can grab all those items at once, which I think is awesome. You can also share items if you're in the same spot. You can do an action where you're affecting the story, so like if we're, if you're destroying the coffins for, for Dracula, they have these uh, red items and you use those so the red items are basically kind of like weapons and it's kind of like you're fighting against them and then i can't remember the yellow or the blue i think the yellow is like mm, i think the yellow is like psychic and then blue is gosh i can't remember the other two but 
it, it's just cool because you know depending upon your your character you have different things like the uh or the the monsters I should say like the creature from the black lagoon he has a path and the path is all in X's and they're all in the three colors the red the blue and the yellow and then every time you use a item in the spot where you're supposed to get him and I can't remember what it where that place was but um, you move up this little track so you got to lure it's basically luring him to that spot and then you use one black or one red one blue and one yellow item to defeat them. And everybody, it gets a little harder as you go too. Like it says you can play up to four character or four monsters at once, fighting all those guys at once or girls. It's pretty cool. And it includes like uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, mm. the Invisible Man. Yep, I'm looking, I'm looking at it because I didn't play it with them. So I wanted to kind of see what it was like, and I didn't realize that it was sculpted miniatures either. Oh yeah, the mi- miniatures are awesome. Like they're they're different colors. They don't have like the complete detail where it's like the eyes and stuff like that, but the sculpts look awesome. Like the um, the Dracula kind of looks like the old Bella Lugosi Dracula, and it looks amazing. So it looks like it's Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Dracula, the Mummy, the Invisible Man, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. It's really cool. It's like not overly technical. It's, you know, pretty easy to get into. I feel like if you've played Pandemic, I feel like this kind of has some of the similar similar things because you also have your characters that have their own special ability, kind of like Pandemic. They have a role, basically. And the guy that I had was, like, uh, I could grab items in an adjacent spot. And for oh. Mike's, it was, he could actually bop from any place on the board. For, like, moves, depending upon, or for actions, everybody has different actions. Like, I had four actions, Mike had three, but his character could bop around the whole board. He didn't have to go to an adjacent space, so, like, that was, like, overpowering, but his actions were also less so i'm sure that could that could kind of even out if you play harder scenarios but you know we i thought we did a pretty good job in you know defeating both monsters and we won too but uh yeah i really really love this game it's one of those that like i as soon as we were done playing it i kind of wanted to play it again but unfortunately got a little too late but yeah i really dig it well it looks like a lot of other people like it because it has an eight on BGG, yeah, and with, that, that's out of seven hundred nine ratings. So yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good, especially yeah. for a game that's still fairly new. It came out this year, so yep. yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing bits and pieces of that when we were at Gen Con too, but we didn't really look into that one. Mm-hmm. But it must be, I shouldn't say fairly easy, but I should say easier because it's a ten and up game. Yeah, too, and it looks like you can play it one player. I kind of remembered now, and I that this would probably be a game I would actually like to get for us. So then, like, you know, say there's a day where, like, you guys are doing something and I'm by myself. Like, I would actually like to play this solo just to see, because yep. I'm sure there's a, a way to kind of amp up how hard that is, too. So I'd like to kind of see how well I could play that by myself, which would probably be terrible, but still, it, it's a lot of fun. Cool. I would totally play this. I'm looking at it. Some people paint the minis, it looks like, but I think for the old-timey effect that you were talking about, I, I don't know that I would want them painted. Yeah. Granted, we don't ever paint our minis anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah. we don't have many games with minis. Yeah. But I think they look cool, black and white. 
Yeah. Oh, another part I forgot to mention too is that there are there are basically townspeople that kind of come in too. When there's the when there is the monster phase, the monsters will move a certain amount and they will attack. And there's it could they could attack up to three dice, which could really harm people. But there's also these townspeople too that you can save them by bringing them to their spot. That they start in a spot, but they have a little thing on the top top of the character. It's basically one of those little cardboard things you put in a little uh, holder or whatever, a standee. And um, whatever it says on the top of them, that's where you're going to safely get them to. And if you safely get them to that point, you actually get a, I can't remember if it's an item card or like, it's, it's like a... Basically something to help you. Something to help you, yep. You start with one, but every time you get one of these townsfolks to a certain spot that they want to be, then you get another one. And you can use those anytime in the game, and you don't have to use them on your turn. You can actually use them on someone else's turn. So that helps kind of get the game moving. That makes it, helps with a cooperative aspect of yeah, the game, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay, yeah, cool. Super a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Two, two thumbs up for this guy. I haven't played it enough to call it a must-have, but right now I'm really, really digging it. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, what else did we play recently? We played the quest for Eldorado. Yeah. It was nice to get that to the table again. Yeah, we were looking at we were looking at our stack of well, I shouldn't say stack, our shelves of games and wanted to play some games that we hadn't played for a while. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting to the new ones, apparently. And um, that one got caught my eye. Mm-hmm. That one and another one that we'll talk about in a minute. But we played the Quest for El Dorado. We hadn't played that one for quite some time. Yeah. And that was fun. We decided to play The Witch's Cauldron, which was different because it had a lot more caves, a lot more mountains, a lot more discarding cards, a lot... A lot more challenging. I think it was probably. It was probably it was one of the be- one of the most challenging ones, wasn't it? Yeah, it was probably an expert level one. But we wanted to try to see what we could do with that. Yeah, which was kind of funny because I think we'd only basically played like a le- like a like one of the easier challenge ones before. I don't think we'd ever gotten. We played it a couple of times before this. Yeah, but have we played like no. anything up up a higher level? No, and then you're like, well, let's play this, and yeah, so it was kind of. Uh, crazy. Yeah, it was fun though. But I like that game. I do too. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about all these new games and stuff like that. And like, this is a game that's super fun and we like playing every time we play it. And it has an expansion that we keep hearing, that we keep hearing about too. And we haven't gotten that to, you know, play that a little bit more. But also we haven't played, I don't, you know, I feel like we haven't played the base game enough to kind of upgrade it. Well, and we were we were lucky enough. I think you won this game through um, what's Eric playing. Eric drew your name for something and sent you the game. Yeah, that's so right. that was cool, and we were pretty excited about that. So it'll be interesting if we could add the expansion to this to see what that's like. But for those of you who haven't played it, the basic gist of this game is you have explorers. We've only played it two players, I think. So you have your two explorers, and then you have a starting hand, and I can't remember how many cards are in the starting four, hand. Four, I think. But I mean, or starting deck, I should say. But you start with four, four cards. And you have cards that have uh, money value on them, cards that move your explorer through, like, green, um, like, like adventure. It's like, like forest or forest something. Forest like or that. something yeah. that help you sail. 
that help you. I basically think the gold coin one is basically you you're getting through like the desert area, but I don't understand. Also, I don't understand where the gold comes into play. I but. think it's kind of like a twofer card. So it because of the color, it helps you get through the desert, mm-hmm. but it also helps you purchase additional cards. Correct. So there's like a like a tableau basically of cards, like a market of cards that mm-hmm. you can you choose to purchase additional cards on your turn if you want. So you have a few different actions. You can either move one of your guys if you're playing a two-player game. So you can only move one explorer at a time. Or you can purchase um, one card from the marketplace. Or you can do both of those actions. And then you keep going. And so the basically the goal of the game is to get both of your explorers to the end of the board to get to the treasure first. Mm-hmm. So long story short. Yeah. Yeah. Or a short story long, or something. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's it's one of those games that's again, it's very easy to learn, very easy to play. It's just the strategy of just trying to get to the end before the other person does. Yeah. And, then, and then you can add the you can add the variant of adding caves. And when you get close to a cave and you end your turn on a cave, you can actually take these cave tokens, which will give you certain things that you can do, like if. You want to get rid of one of your chaff cards because they're just worthless and you want to get to the other bigger cards, you can do that. Some of them give you extra gold, extra exploring and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it's a cool little variant. And then some of the other cards in the marketplace that you can choose to move, move down to purchase, some of them, once you purchase them, you can only use them once and then they are discarded from the game from mm-hmm. then on because they're very powerful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's a lot of different things, so I'm curious as to what the expansion will do. Yeah, yeah. If it'll bring but, more of that or if it will change some things. But yeah, we were... Interesting. But when we played it, we were really neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really were. So. It's funny because I actually thought for a very long time I was doing really good and I was going to pull it off, but you got me. And then so. I smoked you. You did. So... so. Another one we played that kind of fits the theme of exploring and treasure hunting is we played Karuba again. It's another game that I'm really excited that we played mm-hmm. again because, yeah, it's just one of those that you want to get to the table more, but when sometimes when you see it, you're like, okay, maybe I should play my new games, but we got this one out. And I love this one because it's base, it's treasure hunting, but it's tile laying, and one person leads the tile laying, and they have a stack of their own, and they pull out a number... And then they put it on their board. Well, the other players, they actually can lay out everything and then take that number put on the board. And you're basically trying to get your guys, you're trying to get your guys or girls, your explorers, to the temple so you can get those points, uh, those huge points at the end. Like the first person to get there gets the most points, second person lower than that, third person lower than that, fourth person if there's a fourth player. And then there's like on the way you can grab gold or you can grab diamonds depending upon if you or end your guys' turn on that space. And, yeah, there's just a lot of strategy on that because not everyone's placing their tiles in the same spot, even though you're starting out your explorers and your temples in the same spot. There's different paths to victory. As for movement, you actually take the tiles that you're not using, and however many paths there are on the tiles between one and three, that's how many times you can move your character and yeah, this is just one of those games that's just so super simple, but there's still a lot of strategy to it, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Yeah, and you can trap your guys, I did. <laughs> that's usually my thing. So when I yeah. actually won this game against you, I was like, I can't believe I did it, because 
Mm-hmm. I d- you you know some people they think of like the strategy of okay there's only this many of this path left oh, so I, I can so only was move. Doing so that. I didn't do that at all. I kind of flew by the seat of my pants, but I made good decisions. So I'm really so, proud of what I so did. So folks, he's saying I made poor decisions. You made poor decisions, and I beat you for it. Mark that down. He beat me once <laughs> on a game. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. You get a blue ribbon and I get a participation ribbon. Mm, that's right. So anyway, there's that one that yeah. is a, a favorite of ours that we hadn't played for a while. Yeah, exactly. So it was a good little good little theme night with those two games. And then also kind of quite a while ago, we actually played Nine Tiles Panic by Oink Games. This is a game that when when you first said that this would be fun to play, and I think this is another game that what's Eric playing... Uh, recommended that we thought would be cool. I, I didn't know what to expect. No, I and, had no idea. And when it kind of and when we played it, I was kind of like, "Wow, this is actually this is actually kind of cool and very weird at the same point." You know? Yeah, they make some interesting games. Mm-hmm. Considering all of the stuff they shove into a tiny box. That's true. All the time, constantly. You know, we've played, we have played and owned Deep Sea Adventure, and that's a lot of. Stuff in a tiny box. Also, Nine nine Tiles Panic, um, same thing. So in Nine Tiles Panic, basically what you have is a stack of cards, and you shuffle them up, and you reveal three cards face up. And they have certain actions or certain goals that you need to do through the play of that round. So it could be... Most of the dogs that you have, they want you to build a single road. They want you to have the most, make these up probably, the most exit points, the most people, the most aliens, sure, the most cops shooting aliens or something like that. Agents. Agents. Yeah, they agents. agents, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like secret that. agents secret going Secret agents yeah. shooting, and now you're like, and I'm done with this game. Yeah, and I, and I love how the the theme of this basically is aliens come to Earth to eat cheeseburgers. Yeah, there's cheeseburgers. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's kind of crazy, the, the things that are on this. But, so, basically, you have um, nine tiles. Huh? Nine tiles panic. And they're two-sided tiles, and they have, based on the tile, there's roadways, there's cheeseburgers, like we talked about. There could be aliens, there could be um, agents, there could be, one side of the tile could just have a house on it. Uh, Let's see, what else? You just have the dogs already? There's dogs, because I talked about that. So basically, each of the players has these nine tiles, and you... Review the three cards that are laid out in front of each of the players. And they you want to try to reach the criteria that it's displayed there. They could be contradicting. So I remember when Kurt and I played it, we had somebody with um, the, the longest single route and somebody maybe with the most exits or something like that. I can't remember. But they, were, they didn't uh, pair well together. So then you kind of have to decide which one you want to go for. But basically, you lay these um, nine tiles out in a three by three grid, and you go for it. And as soon as you feel like you've captured what you need, and I think you have to have a starting and an exit and an entrance, like you can't block off your road. So you can't have a road that goes into nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Unless it goes to the outside of the outside of your grid, that's basically that can that's considered an exit. I know some people might be. Yeah, you can't have that, you but, can't have a dead end, so yeah. you can't put like a road is going, and then all of a sudden it stops in the middle of your three by three grid, yep. uh, because then you fail. You basically failed the the challenge. The challenge. Mm-hmm. And then when you feel like you're done, if you have completed um, your nine by or not nine by nine, woo, <laughs> your three by three grid before anybody else, you have a, a ninety second timer. I almost said ninety minutes. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the law. <laughs> nine tiles panic. There's no game. panic because it's ninety minutes. <laughs> I would panic. I'd be like, God, woo. when will this ever get okay. over? Okay. Then you flip it over and you grab the. And, and then other people they their grids before the time runs out so um if they don't finish theirs before the time runs out then they actually get scratched for the entire round Mm -hmm. so they have no chance to collect any points for those any of those three cards that were flipped up yeah and even like tracy said with like if you have a dead end if you accidentally stop your grid and you have a dead end in your thing you don't collect any points there either which i did yeah you (laughs) did and so he was like i'm totally like he basically gave up on that game which stinks, I get it. In a two-player game, it, it's hard to come back once once you play with somebody so astronomically good. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> this podcast is over. Uh, awesome. But anyway, so then you basically go through the, each of the towns of the players and see what goals or cards were met or conditions were met so if you were playing one with the most dogs you count up how many dogs you had in your town and see who had the most and you score points so there's like a little scoring map that fits in this little tiny box Mm -hmm. that of course that oink always makes happen and then you play based on to a certain number of points based on the number of players Mm -hmm. so short and sweet it went really fast it did really go fast Really interesting. Nothing like what I thought it was. To be honest with you, I just wanted to get it, and I didn't really know anything about the game. <laughs> That'll go pretty good with our topic here. I know. Yeah. Look at this segue, and we didn't. That's I right. we didn't really plan this. That's right. But... Segue into this. Okay. Yes, so baby. This runs perfectly into our episode of exposure. Okay. Either too much or not enough. You breathe like you were gonna say something. Are you going I to did? say something? I did. <laughs> you breathe in. I was like, come on, you can do it. But I, you know, with the internet now, I think it's, there's a lot of good information out there. But sometimes there isn't. (laughs) It's kind of, I understand this is, this sounds like, well, duh. But it really is for board gaming. It's kind of interesting. It's like, if something is super duper hot, you're going to hear about it for ages. You're going to have this podcast. You're going to have this YouTube video. You're going to have these people screaming from the rooftops. But then you ha- you have this you'll have another game that you'll be like I really want to know what this is and it and you will not hear a darn thing about it and then it's like okay am I gonna have a good enough informed opinion of it to make that decision or am I just gonna throw money into you know into into the air and just be like okay well let's you know let's hope that this works out which sometimes is okay because just because everybody likes it. Or everybody is hooting and hollering about it doesn't mean that you have to like it. That's true. So that's a good good place to start. So let's talk yes. about let's talk about a game that you know you've heard just way too much hype about, and then either you played it or maybe you didn't. And you're like, it just I don't think this is for me. Are you asking me? Duh. I can't think of anything. Really? 
Um, I'm spacing out. Okay. I will, I will say one. You're probably gonna say something and I'm gonna be like, oh yeah. Yeah. Duh. And I'll, again, we don't like crapping on stuff on this podcast. I like crapping on no, stuff. Yeah. Just true. kidding. But I think Como War was that for oh, me. Oh god. You know, like, it was kind of half and half. It was like, I had heard a decent amount about it, but n- not enough also, if that makes any sense. Because I remember, and I can't remember the podcast I listened to, but I actually listened to a podcast where they had the creator and somebody else, I can't remember if it was his wife, but like it sounded like an awesome concept. Like I actually wrote a story about someone in a coma that kind of gets some special powers, and I really love my story, and this kind of seemed like something in a board game form, and I was like, oh my god, this is going to be such a good idea, and it was a waste of time. It was there. It wasn't enough production quality in the story. There wasn't enough mechanics in it to make it exciting, and it just fell so flat when we played it. And I was so I was just so mad. And from my aspect or from my side of it, I had never heard of the game. Mm-hmm. So if we bring it back that way, I had never heard of the game at all. Yeah. And so I was just going by you wanting to play it. Yeah. You were dying to play that game. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I trust that you've heard things about this. And what's crazy about it is that they have an expansion for it, don't they? Yeah. And I'm like, are you expanding on fixing the game entirely <laughs> or what? We, I mean, we got a fairly decent deal or something at a con on that game. But, I mean, we still spent, what, 70 bucks? I think it was yeah. a little less than that, well, but still. Either it was way, way we, we spent a lot of money on that game. We tried it. We hated it. We got rid of it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder if it goes to show, like, I kind of reference back to our good friend John from Legends of Tabletop because he's one of those people that he almost always wants to play it before he buys it, but there will be those small things where he, like, will just do a lot of research and then get it, but most of the time he wants to see what it's actually about before he throws his money that way and i I can kind of see that at a point but i also can't because like for like us besides like going to a convention there's not really a way for us to play a game before we buy it because our shops here are not good for that kind of thing uh we really don't have a friendly local game store not really no because they don't sell jack yeah for games exactly so for us that's that's a hard Hard sell for us. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we have to rely on podcasts like this or videos or, you know, doing research online for stuff like that. And, you know, and even then sometimes we get burnt. Mm -hmm. Well, again, back to everybody has a different opinion on things. Mm -hmm. And I think this one, you said you heard some rumblings on it, but not like everybody going goo goo gaga over it. Mm-hmm. And it, that small segment of people that really liked it wasn't enough for it to be something that we liked. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with us not liking it. Yeah. I, it, it just sucks that we spent the money on it. Yeah. And we had to find out that way. Yeah. Looking on the other aspect of that, like back when the original hype for Quacks and Quinlanburg came out, you know, I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like a fun game. But also I, I wasn't like totally sold on it myself where you were kind of on the opposite 
on the cow on the opposite the, spectrum. Yes, where you were kind of like, I I want this. This game sounds cool. But we also got to try it. Yes, exactly. That was an example of where we played it, and then I was like, Yep, this is mine. This yeah. is gonna be mine someday. Yeah. Well, and I think even before that, you you wanted that, didn't you? Um, or am I wrong? Yes, I did. Yeah. Actually, because we they it kind of started getting hype when we were at Con of the North. Yeah. And then I saw it on the, I think I saw it on one of the shelves to buy. And then when I went to go back and buy it, it was gone. And that was the last copy and I kicked myself. But I hadn't, I had only heard little smatterings of it. I didn't even know what it was about. But I thought, God, maybe I got to have this game. I can't even pronounce what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it it just depends. You know, like we said, there's... other people have different opinions. Like I listened to a podcast called This Game is Broken and they shit on Kingdom Builder a ton. I haven't told you about this yet, but Tracy's been really wanting to get Kingdom Builder for a long time and we got a great deal where we got a couple of Queen games in, in a bundle and you know we were going to go for it just because like... I think we got it free. Yeah, yeah, Can because we? yeah, because we ended up, you know, getting Copenhagen and Merlin. Merlin, you know, we were, you know, those are two games that I'm pretty sure we're really gonna like. I think that this is a game, you know, those games we're gonna like because we've done enough research on them. But the funny thing is, is hearing about like literally almost every episode they shit on King and Builder, and they just say how terrible it is. Why? But, I, I don't, okay, that's okay, just don't their, tell me. That's, I just wanna... their, that's just their opinion. I don't know why, and I don't care to tell you the truth. Because we all have a pain. They also shit on Splendor. I like Splendor. I don't care. You know what? People are going to have... That's halves and halves now. They have these, I think. Because Splendor was the huge hype Mm -hmm. for the longest time. But then I think people realized that was kind of a gateway game. And now they're like, Splendor. Yeah. But we haven't played that in a long time. Maybe we wouldn't care for it as much. Yeah. I I still think I would like that game. Well, no, I I agree. But now, you know, that's a thing of the past. That was the hype. I think that's that's part of the thing is that I think in the community in general and online, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, everyone talks about the newest, biggest hype. And then then it becomes something of the past. Mm-hmm. And then they they may or may not, and I, I could be wrong, start talking crap about it. Maybe not always crap, but it's not as good. Mm-hmm. Because there's the next best thing. Yeah. And then I got to have the next best thing. And we, we're just as guilty of that. Yeah. We have to have the next best thing. But we're not turning around starting to be like, you know, we used to like Splendor. Now we don't really care for Splendor. It may just be that we, it might be that we're kind of growing out of that type of game. Mm-hmm. Not that it has bad components or, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe we... Maybe we would have needed a game with more of, more of something else. Yeah. In our repertoire. Yeah. Or something. Uh, and th- I think that I think that kind of leads us into the other aspect, and we've we've been kind of trying to do this recently, and I want to get it get more into it, and I actually like to make get into it, making more videos about it, where I think we should highlight some of these older games too, because I think I feel like that doesn't get enough. You know, there's always these hotness that get all gets all the love and you have all these playthroughs and highlights and stuff like that but some of these older games that people are still buying and people are still looking for you want you you know you're like okay well you know i want to study up on this game and see what it's about you can't find anything you know unless somebody is 
a focused podcast or a focused YouTube series where they focus on older games, you're not going to see that as much. Yeah. Or hear it as much. So if you were talking about lots of exposure, what about games that don't have as much exposure that you feel like maybe we bought that was a good decision? Yeah. Is that a weird question? Well, we, we, I just talked, kind of talked about more trying to highlight that more, but yeah. But I meant like giving an example. Yeah, I understand. I think, you know, as far as like ones that don't get enough hype. I can think of one. Okay. What do you think? Well, but maybe we shouldn't talk about it yet because we haven't played it. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But, Uh, you know, but it, but we've talked about it on this podcast before. Yeah. It's funny, the what I'll I'll say something, I'm sorry for interrupting, That's but okay. like I'll talk about something before like even though a lot of people like the game and it's one of my favorite games, like before Dan kind of got me into it, like I hadn't heard enough about I hadn't heard enough about Orleans, at least through what I had been listening and absorbing that, you know, I didn't really know about it. It it took to finally talk to Dan about it and he was like god this is one of my favorite games you need to play it and then finally when it got when it finally got remade again then you know I was like finally I get to play this game and was able to enjoy it and love it Mm -hmm. what about you well if we're talking about games that don't have as much exposure but games that people tend to love but you can't find a ton of information out there on one that we have in our collection but we haven't played yet but it tends to have talk on the MFG cast would be Citrus. Yeah. Because we were, I wouldn't say talked into, but not kind of more convinced to buy uh, based on recommendations or conversations with both Sean Epperson from Thing 12 Games and John Mm -hmm. from Legends of Tabletop because... Sean loves the game so much. Talk John into it. John told us about it. Sean told us about it. You know, the triad. Yeah. Well, even in our... We've been doing... If you haven't seen it yet on our Twitter or Facebook, I've actually started a new... We've actually started a new web series called the... uh, A new YouTube series called the MF Lounge. And I just recently talked to Sean and he mentioned that game again. (laughs) He's just like... He's like, I love how mean this game is. And I was like, man... When me and Tracy play this, it's going to be not good. Because anytime it's competitive between me and you, I'm like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be ridiculous. But I'm excited to play it. And it, it's cool that, you know, he Sean's one of those guys, and I don't know if we're at that point yet, where, you know, he says, well, if you like this, you're going to like this. And this is why. Like, I don't think we're at that point yet. Because no. we don't know as many, you know, all the information about games and people that would be like, you like this, you're going to love this. So anyway, that I kind of wanted to bring that one up. We'll see. We'll see if we're into that really low hype because I, I hadn't really seen anything on this game prior to recommendations from them. But still excited once we have time now that life is slowing down. Yeah, and I'll I'll make a, <laughs> another reference to Dan again, like Port Royale, like that. That's another game that well I hadn't heard anything about it, and he's like. Dude, you're gonna love this game. It's so quick. It's so easy, and it's one of those games that you can pull out and play anytime. You can wait in line for, you know, for coffee. You can, you know, do it while you're waiting in line for, you know, going into a con or whatever. Super quick and easy. And it's like you just don't hear enough hype about it. And then, you know, I was like, well, 
you know, I didn't know about this rule change or whatever. I was like, maybe I could watch a video on it. And I was like, nobody has a video on it at the time. So, you know, it's just, it's weird. Like all the new stuff gets all this, you know, all this true hype. And then there's all these other great games that are out there that you just, you, you know, it falls on deaf ears. Well, if we keep talking about that and the the low hype games, when we were at Con of the North and we had played with that guy, Ben, just on a whim because oh, he yeah. had a break. That's right. In between leading some other games, we finished playing Mall Madness with him. <laughs> this is not the game I'm referencing. Um, <laughs> that game's still awesome. I don't care. Yeah, we own it now. You're, yeah. So anytime you Were you just mo- going to say you're welcome to them? <laughs> you're welcome for me telling you that information. <laughs> you're welcome. I was actually. <laughs> that was awesome. But we started, he had a whole pile of games that I had never heard of. And he is a big Goodwill game finder guy. And he finds a lot of those types of treasures there, which we never do. No, and never ever. And he found... And I never... San, San Marco. Marco. San Marco. <laughs> Which is funny because I just looked for that last night to see if it was you on did. eBay or Amazon or something. It's just they're selling it for way too much. It's like 75 to 50 bucks. I'm like... Yeah. And uh, I don't... I had never heard of this game prior to playing with him. Mm-hmm. Great game. Maybe we're the only ones who've never heard of it. <laughs> Could be. We learned how to play it. Good game. Yeah. Another- when it's not going for 75 to $100. dollars Dude, I'll buy it. Yeah. And it, and it's funny, too, because it's one of those games. It's by Alan Moon, who did Ticket to Ride, which, you know, when you think of Alan Moon, you're like, okay, he's only made Ticket to Ride. I'm, I know he's made other games, but, like, that's what you think of. And this 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 game is awesome. It's nothing know? like Ticket but, to Ride. But, like, we never, again, we never heard of it until we played it that one time. We're like, this game is awesome. We need to get it. <laughs> when did it come out? I'm oh, gonna I think it was, like, I want to say, like, either 2009 or 2001. It it's Whoa. pretty old. 2007. Or 2007. I'm not even close. Nope. 2001. Hey! Seven's ones. I they look get it the right. same. Woohoo! Anyway, the box has a giant lion on it. Kind of. Yeah. Anyway, it's a 7.2 on BGG. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Anyway, I dig this game and we'll never play it again. Nope. Well, we want to. Yeah. So if you ever find it yeah. for really cheap... You let us know, and we'll buy it from you. Yes. Or if you want to just tweet at Ravensburger, or Ravensburger, however you pronounce that, and tell them to reissue that darn game. Yeah, we want it. So more people can have it, and we can be in the world. Because no one knows that it's a great game. That's right. Like, we finished it, I think Logan won. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Logan kicked our butts we played a four player between us and logan and that ben guy yeah cool guy by the way Yeah, he's super nice and logan kicked our butts yeah yeah definitely anyway so yeah so what does everyone think about this do they think that there's just too much exposure on some of these newer games and not on the old are there some some of those old games that you you're like man why doesn't anybody know of this game i love this game so much and it should be out there in the world let us know maybe it's something we can spotlight tell us about it because we probably want to know about exactly. it. exactly we want to know about those things too so we can make an informed guess on it so yeah so let us know at mfgcast on twitter join our facebook page um let us know please but yeah that's it for this episode 
So until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.